0: And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, owner of Thinking Bigger (coughs) Business Media. And it's the time of the year. We're business owners. We're thinking about going on vacation. We're hoping we're going to get to go on vacation, but... So many of us, as business owners, as business professionals, we're just really worried, along with that excitement about leaving, we're worried about what's going to happen with the business while we're away, and are we going to get a chance to relax, are people from the office going to be calling us all the time, so, you know, is my vacation going to be held hostage? Well, our guest today, Brian Moran, is here to provide some unique pre-vacation planning advice to help you get it all done you take off. In fact, Brian is the co-author of the 12-week year, Get More Done in 12 Weeks than others do in 12 months. He's the founder and CEO of the Execution Company, which is an organization that's committed to improving the performance and enhancing the quality of life for leaders and entrepreneurs. He has served in management and executive positions with some big names, UPS, PepsiCo, and Northern Automotive, and he consults with dozens of world-class companies every year. As an entrepreneur himself, he's led successful businesses and been instrumental in the growth and success of many others. In addition to his book, Brian's been published in many of the leading business journals and magazines, and we're very happy to welcome you to the show today, Brian. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly.
0: Okay. So as I said, our listeners today, they're business owners, they're business professionals, and if they even give themselves the opportunity to think about taking a vacation, that's mixed with a lot of worry about, about whether or not they're really going to be able to enjoy themselves and are things being taken care of. Am I going to lose clients because I've gone? Is somebody on my staff going to make a horrible mistake? But you, your book talks about a way to take care of all of that and get more done before you leave so that you don't have to worry. Tell us about what your book contains, the basic premise uh, that you you propose in your
1: book. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, As I've worked with entrepreneurs and with corporations over the years, um, my business partner Mike Lennington and I, one of the things we realized is that the thing standing between um, what people are capable of achieving and what they typically achieve is not another new idea, it's not another strategy, it's not another new anything for that matter. It really comes down to execution. And what we found is that people are always looking for the new idea the new strategy or the new marketing piece or something that's, you know, kind of the silver bullet. When, in fact, if they just learn to execute what they already know, that they can dramatically improve their performance. And what we found, one of the barriers to um, executing effectively was how people set goals and build plans. And mm-hmm. so what I mean by that, Kelly, is m- most individuals have annual goals and annual plans, and that's the way we start out with our with our clients. And you, know, you break sure. them down quarterly and monthly, and sometimes even weekly. And we've gotten good results with that, but we didn't get what people were capable of. And the book so talks what, about why, why why that is. Go ahead.
0: Why is that? No, I. Think, okay. so why is that? Great no question. Why those kinds of increments work? <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> and the, the primary reason is that twelve months is just too long a time frame. You know, in in January, December looks a long way off, so it's just easy to put things off, and that's what Absolutely. happens. the mind, The mindset is, I got lots of time. Mm-hmm. So, so you so know, if I start alternative- to. What yeah. So started. what we did is we borrowed from a concept in athletics called periodization, and we just redefined a year. We said, "Hey, years no longer twelve months; it's twelve weeks." <laughs> that may sound like semantics, okay. but when you embrace twelve weeks as the year, and you're thinking everything changes, right? I mean, think about okay. why do people behave differently in November and December do they do July and August?
0: Pressure right? because so only got a couple they, months to perform.
1: Right, right. It's the deadline that creates that urgency. And so when, when you embrace 12 weeks as the year, it changes everything. And there's not 12 of those in the year. That is the year. And so all of a sudden, your hard line in the sand is not 12 months out or six months out. It's, it's 12 weeks out. And what happens okay. with that, it causes people to determine and focus on what matters most and act on it more consistently. And, you know, no big deal, a couple days of that, a couple weeks of that, even no big deal, but day after day, week after week, after week, after week, after week, after week of really just hitting the things that matter most. And it's like compound interest. I mean, we've had, we've had people doing 12 weeks, what they did in 12 months. We helped an entire company double their, their, um, their sales business in, in six months, a billion dollar company. And it's nothing magical. It's just about focus and execution on the high payoff activities.
0: Yes. So so part of that is figuring out what your priorities are and putting just a, a- total focus on those and eliminating all the distractions that are very easy to creep in when you've got that mindset of oh, December is 12 months away, December is six months away, and mm-hmm. it's easy to say, oh, no, I can put a little time and attention over here, when really you can't. Uh, if you really want to focus and get a lot accomplished, it strikes me, you said that there doesn't mean that there's 12 uh 12 units in a year, it's, it's, your, your year becomes 12 weeks. Well, actually, there are four 12-week periods in a year, and, and I was just doing some quick math. I suppose that if you really focus on the, the 12-week-at-a-time period, you can take that extra four weeks, and probably you've got more done in the previous 48. You can take that four weeks and go on vacation, it would be my guess. So uh, tell, give us some tips for... Some of the things that you can do, if you, if you do this 12 week, uh, process, if you really yep. think of your year in terms of 12 week intervals, then when you get ready to go on vacation, you know, in your book you offer several, uh, tips for what you can do right now to make sure that that vacation time, because there's a little bit of summer left, and not everybody takes vacation in the summer anyway. Um, what, what are some of the things that you can do right now to make sure that that vacation is actually a vacation, a time when you can rest, get rejuvenated, relax a bit, spend some essential time with your family or your friends? So what are, what are some of those
1: Yeah, um, I I think the first thing is how we think about things, because ultimately how we think about things um, creates how we show up in the world and the results we get. And so the first thing is to recognize that all of us need to unplug, (laughs) that if you never unplug, you're not as effective as you could be. You need time. To rejuvenate, you need time to relax, and then you go back at the business or whatever's at hand with more enthusiasm, with more freshness, with more curiosity. So the first thing is the the mindset that says, you know what, this is as important as work is. Right. <laughs> and I, and I think for right. a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't look at it that way. They take time off, they feel guilty. Now part of that guilt's yes. created because when I'm in the business, I'm not doing the things that really matter. <laughs> Right. That's where the 12 week year helps you focus on the things that really matter and get those things done. And you're absolutely right. If you're using that properly, you know, there's at least a week every 12 weeks that you take time off and you celebrate and enjoy. So the the first thing I think about, Kelly, is really shifting that mindset that time off is just as important as work time. (laughs) And that's a major shift for people and then yeah, that's the really key starting key with what do you you know what's your vision of a great vacation what would be relaxing to you what would be rejuvenating is it is it doing a bunch of stuff like um wave runners and 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 parasailing or is it just laying on the beach with a good book you know having an idea uh-huh. of what that vacation that ideal vacation looks like and then just like the business kind of planning that out ahead of time you know is it a week is it two weeks where are we go and how are we doing with that um, how am I going to unplug from the office? What are the things I need to do right now, before I'm va- vacation, so I can guarantee that on vacation I'm not going to be, you know, spending my time working? Um, okay. How am I going to handle my email? <laughs> What's sure. going to happen with sure. those calls? You know, who do I have back at the office that can make some decisions <laughs> while I'm gone? Right.
0: Yeah. Notify your client that you're going to be out of touch, uh, and, and and not unavailable. Now and that brings me to something. So so do you advocate do you advocate that during that week or two weeks, whatever time that you set aside for that vacation, that you really do totally unplug that in this planning that you're talking about, that you don't plan for say an hour a day when I'm going to answer email, do you just recommend turning it off completely?
1: I, ideally yes and so if that's too big a jump for you then plan on um, how much time are you going to spend is it you know an hour a day on vacation is a lot maybe it's maybe it's one hour twice a week <laughs> at okay. most right uh-huh. if you can't make the completely, but eventually what we want to do is get folks where they can make the leap where they can totally unplug because candidly typically when you look back there there isn't there's very little that you you couldn't have left till you got back or had someone else deal with it. I I mean, we tend to think of ourselves as so much more important to the business than maybe sometimes we are. And if that's really the case, then we've probably done a poor job as a leader of surrounding ourselves with people that are talented or at least letting them do what they're capable of doing. So also looking at your your support staff and, and figuring out where can people step up when you're gone. I mean what would happen if you had an illness and it took you out of the business? Is your business gonna fold? True.
0: True. Yeah.
1: You know, so, how do you how do you yeah. position the business so that you can step out of it and it still runs well without you?
0: hmm Well, and that leads <clears throat> to the next point that you make, and that is about creating urgency now, creating some uncomfortableness now so that when you do go on vacation you can be comfortable later. That's one of your points. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, what I've seen is that most people choose pleasurable activity over pleasurable results. And what I mean by that is, you know, daily and weekly, we tend to engage with the things that are comfortable, that are familiar, that are fairly common. And those are, not, those are typically not the things that are going to take your performance to the next level, right? If, if I want a different result, I'm going to have to do things differently and do different things. Um, but there's a level of discomfort that comes with that. I have to be willing to to, to engage with that discomfort. And so okay. that's where going back to having a vision of what you want your business to look like, bringing that near term, setting a 12-week goal, building out a very tactical plan that includes those activities that are designed to take my business to the next level. Not all the stuff that I've done in the past that's gotten me where I'm going because – the good news is it's got you where you're at. The bad news is it's not going to take you to the next level. So as, okay. a, as a business owner, as a career person, I have to identify those actions that I haven't taken before, haven't taken consistently that are going to drive a higher level of performance, whether it's, whether it's in my business, whether it's in my relationships, whether it's in my health and fitness, right? What are those? And, and most people plan directionally. You cannot execute a directional plan. You can only execute a tactical plan. So what are the specific actions, tactics that I need to take to to drive that? And then being willing to engage with those, even though they're uncomfortable. And that's what I mean by about kind of engaging that discomfort.
0: Okay. And one of the things that you talk about, too, that goes hand in hand with what you just described is a productive tension. Uh, How do you define productive tension? What is it that you mean by that?
1: So one of the things that happens is if I'm – if you're kind of following this this thread, if I'm clear on what I want the long-term to look like, and then I bring that and I build this 12-week plan, um, candidly, there will be weeks when I don't do what's in my plan. <laughs> right? Or I mean, it's just – yeah, exactly. And even for me, I mean, I, I, my business partner, I created the system. We operate this way. There's still weeks when I stumble. The tendency when that happens is to sort of disengage from the plan and the process because it's very, very uncomfortable, right? And so to, to reconcile that, that tension, if you will, one of the ways is just I, I stop looking at the plan or I stop measuring my performance against the plan. Productive right. tension is the opposite of that. It's when I don't shy away from that and I use that tension to cause me to behave differently this week than I did last week. Mm-hmm. That's when it's productive, when i when I squirm out from under it, I don't benefit from it i get I get immediate relief from it but i'm gonna i'm gonna face it again somewhere down the line because i haven't i haven't worked through it so productive right. tension is when I'm willing to stay in the game even when it's uncomfortable and use that discomfort to cause me to behave differently
0: okay does that make sense? yes it makes perfect sense it, it does um one of the other things that you talk about that's very key to being able to uh progress towards this 12 week uh, these 12 week intervals, this 12 week year is that you have to get away from responding reactively to the demands mm-hmm. of the day talk to us about about that what how do we all we all fall into that trap so so you say to make the most of your performance time and your downtime and, and not to get trapped into the reactionary uh, situations that we so often find ourselves in. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I, I think about Benjamin Franklin said, you know, if you take care of the minutes, the years take care of themselves. And, sure. and I think that's really great advice. The problem I've experienced is, like most folks, is that there's all these things that crowd out my minutes.
0: <laughs> and yeah, there, there was a go. time when I thought,
1: Yeah. Right. And I, and I thought, you know, someday I'm going to be able to just eliminate all that stuff. And then I realized that's never going to happen. And with technology, it's gotten even worse. Right. So the key to effectively using your time is not about trying to eliminate all that stuff. It's about carving out time for what matters most. And and then letting the rest of the day fill in around that. So I start with the big rocks, if you will, the things in my plan. The things that I've identified are are key actions, whether it be, you know, my family activity, that the things I do to stay healthy, or the things I do to drive my business. And really planning those first and then letting the rest of the day fill in. And okay. we use a system where we use time blocking to help help uh, manage some of that. So things like email and voicemails and um the way the way we see most people working is they tend to uh check the emails when they come in, they tend to answer the phone yes. when it rings. When when in fact that's very unproductive and stressful. <laughs> what you want to do is block out times two or three times during the day when you deal with that type of stuff. Okay. And it so allows you to period. be more yeah, it allows you to be more on purpose the rest of the day. So we talk about intentionality, being intentional about how you move through your day, taking back control of your day where you're you're intentional about what I'm working on. So my day isn't driven by who walked into my office or who just rang my phone. I have yeah. I have time carved out for that type of stuff. But I also okay. have blocked into my day specific times when I'm going to work on the key activities because otherwise they never get done. We've all had those right. days when you're going home you're exhausted and you look back and all you did was deal with everybody else's crap, <laughs> right? Those Absolutely. are the most frustrating Absolutely.
0: days. Yeah, so, and, but but that that is a that is very good advice. So often you hear about, you know, that you need to eliminate those distractions. But you and I both know, and our listeners who are business owners know that that's just not realistic. So we're not going to eliminate them. No, you're not. A, yeah, plan for them. Create time into your day for them. Create those uh, buffer times, those periods where you're gonna you're gonna deal with it. But I'm gonna deal with it on my own terms for the most part. And and the rest of the day, you're going to do the key activities that are going to. Pre- That are going to advance the business and the priorities that, that you're trying to accomplish. So so that's great advice. Uh, don't, don't eliminate it entirely. Plan for it just as you would anything else and create those zones during the day when you can deal with it. And then another thing, very important, uh, it's, it's a network, a support network. Why is that so important?
1: Yeah, it's it's critical, Kelly, because of the fact that, again, if you're going to create a different result, you're going to have to do different things, do things differently. There's a level of discomfort that goes with that. And there was a great article in Fast Company years ago called Change or Die. And if your listeners haven't seen that, they should look into that. But it, it looked at health studies. And bottom line, what they found in that is if you go it alone, <laughs> you've got a 10% chance of being successful with change in general. When there's peer support, you've got uh-huh. nearly an 80% chance of being successful. So, just creating some sort of peer support with one or two other people that you can meet with on a regular basis, you know, once a week for 15 minutes to talk about how you're doing from a result standpoint. Equally important, maybe even more important, Kelly, though, is to talk about how you're doing from an execution standpoint. And, uh-huh. and the reason I say that is because what we control are our actions much more so than our outcomes. And so, what I what the, the the most effective lead indicator I have, the most effective predictor of my future, are my daily actions. <laughs> right? You want right. to know what your what your relationships are going to look like three years from now? Look to your daily actions. You want to know what your health is going to be like three years from now? Look to your daily actions. You want to know what your career and income? Look to your daily actions. And so, part of that peer support is to talk about: Did I do what was in my plan? Did I do what I said was most important last week to getting? to where I want to go and okay. and that again kind of brings us back to that productive tension being willing to confront that so that I can look and say okay are my actions going to get me to where I want to go no all right I got two choices I can either settle for less in life or I got to figure out a way to get this stuff done right And for most yeah. people that confront never happens
0: yeah well, they just don't take the time to even consider it so often, but you're so right. Focusing on the outcomes, uh, again, it can put you in the same way as looking at December and January. When you look at that outcome, you're like, well, okay, I want that outcome, but if it shifts for a couple of months, right. okay. But when, when you're focused on your daily actions, the outcomes will flow from those actions. You don't need to worry about the outcome because, if you're focusing on the right actions, that outcome will materialize. So, so Right, again, that
1: outcome is kind of feedback to tell you, are the actions having the effect you want? And if not, yeah, then you adjust it. the actions, but but yeah. it's the actions that we can control. And so that support group is really critical in keeping you focused on those actions. Mm-hmm. And and you when you have a bad week, like we'll have, and you mm-hmm. want to squirm out from under that, and you want to can it, you've got a couple of people saying, come on. Come on Kelly. <laughs> what's one thing you're going to do different this week to get back on board? And right. and so right. it changes the game for you. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, and and I suppose that if you find yourself constantly falling off the wagon so to speak and, and not performing those actions uh over and over again, then maybe it's time to step back and reevaluate what your goals really are and, <laughs> I agree. and maybe yeah. maybe you're maybe you're chasing the wrong things. So okay, what's the other things? We've focused on this, that we we've, we've i uh, talk about this a little bit, but I want to focus on it a little more intently, and that is uh, isolating yourself from modern-day distractions. We all know that many of the devices and many of the technological advances do help us, but a lot of times they don't either. So so talk to us. What do you mean by isolating our, yourself from modern-day distractions?
1: Well, it, there was a time, you know, when I started my career, Um, you you could drive in the car and you had some thinking time now most people driving in the car are on the phone and and so that that margin in our day has been technology has helped squeeze that out and what we want to do is get some of that margin back some of that more reflective time some of that quiet time your brain needs time to just relax and and sort of cycle through some of the stuff and clear some of that and if you're constantly bombarded By technology, whether it be email or text or whatever it is, you never have time for that. Um, The other piece of that is sometimes we use that activity as avoidance activity, right? It's really easy for me, if I'm faced with doing something in my plan that's uncomfortable, it's really easy for me to go check my email.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs)
1: right or check Very my voicemail true. and oh yeah I better get back to them and and so it's another way and this is where we need to check in each of us individually on our own am I using that activity as avoidance activity right oh. and and how do I create more margin in my day by by sort of disconnecting from some of that technology use the technology to your advantage don't let it control you though don't let it control your day
0: yeah, it's it's interesting. The example that you used about that time in the car—that it that used to be people's downtime, but now you're on the phone or you're listening to a book on tape or you're, you know, doing something—that uh, it still has you tethered to the office. And it strikes me that that car time, often at the end of the day, used to be when people could make the shift from work to home. They could start mm-hmm. that transition period. And now, that often doesn't occur. You have, by the time you hit the front door, and your kids, or your your significant other, or whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing um, from a you know from a personal standpoint that evening, you you haven't been able to make that transition. And so when you get when you get home, sometimes it's it's such a jolt because you haven't that downtime. It's like oh my gosh, now I've got kids in front of me, or now I've got dinner to make and, and it doesn't, you just haven't been able to make that shift because technology has not allowed to and it goes, goes to what you said before, you're, you've got kind of one foot in, in, in one part, the other foot in the other part, you're only halfway in each and not intentionally in, in either thing, you're not focused in giving what you, the moment calls for, your full attention and so nobody's happy, you're not happy and you're not productive and it, it just does not, it just does not work. So it does it creates thing, a lot
1: of stress too,
0: yeah, yeah. The last thing that you talk yeah. about is when you do follow this twelve week plan, i followed it, might have fallen off a little bit, but I had my my partners that got me back on track, and i I have done all these other all these things right throughout the twelve weeks, and it's time to start that well deserved vacation and you say to make a keystone commitment, what do you mean by making a keystone commitment?
1: Well, it affects not only vacation it it can affect anything any area you want to accomplish and what we mean by that is um, There are typically you know all actions aren't equal right and what a keystone action is is an action That'll have the greatest effect on you achieving whatever you want to achieve So so let me give you a a health example, and then we'll talk about vacation Um, for me for me, there's lots of things I can do to get in shape, right? If I work out, though, if I spend the time in the gym, I eat better. <laughs> it doesn't work oh. the reverse for me. And so for me, um, working out is my keystone action. If I focus on that, it sort of brings the other actions along with it. I do better with eating. I get more sleep. I, I drink more water. I do all the things just by virtue of the fact that I've committed to this one action. And okay. Same thing with vacation. I mean, if you think about the idea of vacation, is there a keystone action in your vacation that you can kind of look at and say, okay, you know, I'm going to, every day I'm just going to make breakfast for the family because I don't do that normally. And that'll be mm-hmm. different and that'll be a memory, you know. In fact, I, I don't even cook. I'm going to screw it up, but the kids are going to think that's fun and we're going to talk about that for <laughs> years to come, right? right. Or what it, what, whatever it may be. But having kind of one action, if you will, that you can, that you're willing to commit to that says okay um I'm I'm going to I'm going to do this and it's going to it's going to cause these other things to happen as well. It's going to cause us as a family to have breakfast every day together that we don't normally do. Mm-hmm. As okay. an example.
0: Right. Well, and and as you say that creates memories for years to come. It sets the tone of the day, especially with it at the beginning of the day and and everything else just follows. So when uh, when, when you do these types of things, all of the different things that we've talked about today, you become more productive because bottom line, what I'm hearing in all of this, is that you're becoming more purposeful, you're becoming more intent-driven as opposed to being, you know, you're not being as reactive and you're you're not letting events and circumstances control you. So if very, very good information today. Again, uh, Brian is the author of the New York Times bestseller, The 12-Week Year, Get More Done in 12 Weeks Than Others Do in 12 Months. It's produced by Wiley. And if somebody wanted to get a hold of that book or get a hold of you, get some more information, how would they do that, Brian?
1: Well, you can get the book at any bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Um if you want to get a hold of us, uh, thinking about having me out to speak, or you want to look at some of the other things we have, 12weekyear.com, the number 1212, 12. 12. Yeah. yep, week, dot com is, is a great place to go. There's some resources. We have an online um, online tools that support the implementation, and, and application of the 12-week year, and we have some additional resources there. There's a Getting Started course. There's some weekly success tips. There's some really great free stuff there as well, so I want to check into that.
0: Okay, so if you've liked what you heard today with Brian and if you want to have a period where you can turn off work and actually get more done, then go out to his website, 12weekyear.com. That's 12weekyear.com and you're going to find a lot more tools and some information for helping you get started on this. Brian, thank you so much for being our guest today. A lot of great advice.
1: Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it.
0: And if you'd like other resources for building your business and growing it to the next level, be sure to check out our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at uh, Thinking Bigger Business Media just like that page and you can also follow us on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next Friday. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com